Howdy, everybody. Cable Smith welcoming each and every one of you into episode 38 of Campfire Conversations, that bonus content coming at you as frequently as we can put it out. Today's discussion might deviate a little from the normal hunting, fishing, outdoor talk, but uh, we're always happy to support veterans and uh, veteran-owned companies. And so today we're joined by Alex Witt. He is an Iraqi war veteran, served in the Navy, and is also the founder of Battle Bars, which might be coming to a 7-Eleven near you, by the way. Uh, they give back to the uh, Operation Enduring Warrior Foundation. And just from the little bit I know about Alex, uh, he's a fascinating individual, certainly a driven entrepreneur, and we're glad to have him here in studio, making the trek all the way from one of my least favorite places, the city of Chicago. Uh, no offense, but it's the truth. <laughs> uh, it is my pleasure to welcome Alex Witt to the show. Thanks for having me, man. All the way from Chicago. Actually, Palatine, Illinois, but I say Chicago because no one knows where Palatine, Illinois is. <laughs> is that like a suburb? It's a suburb of Chicago. Yeah. So, I mean, Chicago has some of like the strictest gun laws in the country. Does that affect the P word that you just said, whatever your city is? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think anywhere within like a 30 mile radius of Chicago, it affects it. Okay. But not as bad as Chicago. Yeah. But there's some crazy stuff. Chicago is just a mess. It's just a mess. Well, it's just freaking hypocritical. These people want to take our guns away because every time there's a mass shooting, they have a conniption fit. And obviously mass shootings are terrible. Uh, we can all agree to that fact, especially when kids are involved. But they don't seem to give a crap about the kids on the south side of Chicago. They get gunned down every weekend. Every single weekend. And also, they don't care about the police, and the police hate their leadership. And that's, that's the standard 101. You treat your people with respect, and they're going to work harder for you. And mm -hmm. the, the government and like locals, they don't, they don't care about the police, and they don't support the police. And now we just got a mayor in who doesn't care about the police and wants to drop their budget. So... <laughs> Right off the bat, man. As if yeah. Beetlejuice wasn't bad enough. Oh, dude. Lori Lightfoot was terrible. She, literally Beetlejuice. Terrible. And, and terrible to look at. Terrible politically. <laughs> seemed like a horrible person. Dude, I, tra I travel a lot. And every time I go through the airport, every single time, you, I hear her voice. You see her picture everywhere. And I was walking through the airport this morning. And now we have like this mayor who sucks just as bad, mm -hmm. apparently. But to be fair, we'll give him some time, right? But supposedly sucks just as bad based on everything he's saying i'm walking through the airport and sure enough 5 30 this morning there's beetlejuice just yelling in my ear just non-stop <laughs> and i'm like oh my god just go away yeah go away but dude you know i was driving with my kids downtown chicago and the gold coast the gold coast is like what's the nicest part of dallas think of the nicest part of dallas you can think of that's mm. the, that's the gold coast right compared mm. And I mean, million dollar high rises, everything I'm driving down the street and I pull up into like a crosswalk. I have my, the front of my car is like a little bit over and I pull up and I got my two kids in the back seat and just a little bit over the crosswalk. And all of a sudden I see this guy, he looks like a cracked out machine gun Kelly, but like a normal guy, but for today's standards, I mm -hmm. guess all of a sudden I hear a bam, he punches my car. I rolled down the window and I'm like, yo man, what the? What are you doing? I'm yeah. my kids in the car. Relax. The guy jumps to my car, like sprints at the car. Like he's going to go do something to us. I have my kids there, my 11 and eight year old. And he says, he's going to rape my daughter, kill me, kill my kids, make me watch him rape my daughter. And I'm just sitting there like, 
Wow, this interview just started off real heavy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm like, dude, I, but it's like you'd say about Chicago. I could get, I, I cannot wait to get out of this place. It's, just, it's, a, it's embarrassing. It's like this beautiful city that's like has so much history and so many great people that have done so many great things there. Mm-hmm. And it's just getting destroyed. And I had to like drive off because I'm like, do I get out and just destroy this guy and protect my kids, or do I protect my kids and drive away? And did the right thing, drove away. Mm-hmm. And but also, you know, what I was thinking, I wasn't carrying a gun. Why yeah. wouldn't I carry my gun out in the city? Why? Yeah. You know, that's crazy. I would never go to the city again without carrying a gun. Never. Well, I would like, it, it's, it's like that in every Democrat city. Yeah. Like they don't care about, all, they want to grandstand about mass shootings, but they've got these crime waves yeah. just destroying their cities Yeah, and they don't care. And they, they, you know, California is the same way. I, we went to San Francisco for a buddy's wedding. This was five or six years ago. And, um, we're just walking down the street back to our hotel. My wife and I get accosted by this homeless dude. And he's like, do you have any money? And I'm like, no, all I have is a card. And so he decides to just spit in my face. I'm like, I don't need this crap. Like I will, I was like, I'm never coming back to California no. ever again. Well, you saw the cash app guy. He just got killed in, in San Francisco. Yeah. Nice. I think it was San Francisco. He just I mean, got killed. Cash app, guys. My money in a place like that. The, yeah. the, the values it's, are just pathetic. And dude, actually they I, don't even have any values. No, it's so hard. It's so hard. You just walk into a store and just take whatever you want. Yeah. And they don't care. Up to $800. They don't care. Mm-mm. Yeah. And you know, for me, is like, I try. They're to, calling Walmart racist for leaving. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you, you try not to make it like, I try not Walgreens. to make anything political. I try not to. But you're on the wrong show. Bro. It's, <laughs> well, no, 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 no. But like, I'm saying my point is, is like, how do you argue it at this yeah. point? How do you argue at this point, man? I try to see the good. You try to see the positive out of everything. But like, when is enough enough, dude? Yeah. Well, uh, hot and heavy, baby, right off the bat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you are. Uh, Navy veteran. Yep. Served in Iraq. Yep. How long were you there? Uh, so I was originally supposed to be there six months. Ended up being a little over seven. Uh-huh. Yeah, fun times. What was the food like? Dude, so we got there and we lived on this oil platform. Our job was to protect this oil platform that pumped out like a 1.8 uh, million barrels of oil mm-hmm. like every day. And at that time, that's when like oil prices were skyrocketing which by the way is like half the price of what they are now but at the time it was skyrocketing this was like 2004 and uh we, we got to this place and our job was to train wait they were skyrocketing then and they're half of what they are now. oh yeah yeah oh yeah go figure yeah. right yeah. so we 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 got there and our job was to train the iraqis uh to to protect the oil rig themselves so we could eventually leave that was the goal right mm-hmm. these guys had no idea what they were doing but anyways we uh our food for the first two months we had nothing literally nothing Mm. our food for the first two months were we would get uh rations from ships that were like sailing around like elsewhere uh we would get like the food from the ships uh sent to us that were like it was like english muffins with uh, like sausage patties that were, I swear to you, like a week old and were like hockey pucks. <laughs> so like, we were like, what am I doing? We didn't get MREs for the first two months that we were there. So mm. I didn't shower. I didn't like no joke for like 60 days. Wow. There was like bottles of water. We just pour on ourselves. And, uh, I mean, we reeked, we smelled so bad. It was, it was ridiculous, but the food we had was, yeah, that we finally got MREs and I would just crush, I would steal everyone's MREs when I could crush a couple <laughs> MREs and it, it made for a bad exit when you leave, uh, eating MREs and cliff bars, you know, cliff bars. You get, you ate a lot of cliff bars. No choice. I mean, 
cool for clip bars or just donating and gave us a bunch or maybe the military bought them all from them and uh-huh. just passed them out to us but like you go and leave and you go to the base and you're like here's my option cliff bars or an MRE and you just stuff all these cliff bars in your pocket and you ever I remember ever looking at everyone being like oh and you stare at the bin and you're like I guess I'll just grab this chocolate chip one that I've eaten 16,000 <laughs> times in the last week. I was telling you that's how I feel about the RX bars, <laughs> yeah. which are fine, right? But yeah. like I I eat, that's I ate so many in September yeah. for elk hunting. Yeah. That I just I, they're still in the pantry. And now and I did eat one a couple weeks ago. I was like, it's really hard now. Like it's I don't know what the date, the expiration date is on those things, but uh I know yeah, it wasn't good. That's the thing, is like you it know start to take taste bland and like cardboardy. Yeah. Know? How do you how do you find it where it's like, you know, there's there's always a common ground. It's like it's either or there's no middle ground. It's like it's either fake and delicious, mm-hmm. and then you have like an aftertaste that's like fake, and then you're like, ugh, and then it destroys your gut. Or like it's not fake, it's completely clean, only six ingredients like RX bar, but then you're like this isn't really that good, but right. at least I don't feel like a terrible person after I eat it. Right, know? right. <laughs> so what do you do for your, your nine to five job? This is it, man. Battle bars and 104010. 10 is fitness and battle bars is uh So you own like a fitness company? I do, yeah. So I started the I started 104010 for fun. We uh, after battle bars. Um we got cranking into this. I opened a a, a gym right by my house, uh un, under the offices of battle bars and I wanted to have like, I wanted to host uh, like different athletes and we sponsor UFC fighters. So I wanted to have these guys and, and girls like come and train and have some ambassadors there, get some cool content. And it turned into like one day I looked down and there was like a bunch of people training in, in the gym. And I had no <laughs> idea who they were. And I'm like, and I, I used to do these workouts for myself because I'd go to these CrossFit gyms and there was no organization and like there's you either go to a great CrossFit gym or you go to this just terrible gym who had no idea what they're doing. It was completely dangerous. So I was like, I want to put a structure to this thing. So I would do 10 minutes to warm up, 40 minutes of strength and stamina, 10 minutes of cool down. And I would write all of these workouts up every day and all of a sudden it became a thing. And mm. now we have a couple locations in, uh, uh, in the Northwest suburbs of Chicago and you know, four plus 400 plus members and and cranking man building a digital app. But the idea behind it is all, it's all around patriotism. It's all like, I mean, our logo, as you can see, it's like red, white, and blue has the chevrons like we do in the Navy Mm -hmm. and military. And, uh, the idea is to give it like a military style structure every week. We, uh, on our social media sites and on, uh, and throughout our gyms, on our app, we talk about a different soldier or uh, airman or marine or someone who's done something for the country, something cool. And we make sure that everyone's educated around that to the point where you know we do a, we host events, different workout events where people can talk about like different heroes that have actually done something for this country instead of just talk about it. You know, mm-hmm. mm. very cool. Um, so, when did Battle Bar start? So. Battle bars. We're, we're talking about cliff bars. I mean, battle bars is a basically a protein protein energy bar. I just ate the effing lemon. FNG, <laughs> yeah. man. FNG. So every one of our bars is, has like a nickname for, as a nickname based on uh, like a military acronym. Mm-hmm. So we did that just for the hell of it, just for fun. We were just like screwing around. We we're like, mm-hmm. we'll just call these bars like a different nickname and kind of give people who, uh, don't have an idea of what the military is like and give them a little like education about the military. So the FNG is the fucking new guy, man. <laughs> right? So then we do some funny content around it with some crazy people and it, it works well. 
but, but yeah, so the idea was, uh, with battle bars is, you know, I got out of the military and I wanted to figure out what I wanted to do with my life. And there's like, you get out and it's scary as hell, man. Like you, you, you get a paycheck on the first and the 15th of every month. And no matter wh- whether you're in a war zone or you're on a ship or you're chilling at home, just doing paperwork for the military, that's it. You get a paycheck, you get out. It just stops. They send you to a TAPS class, which is like your exit from the military. And they're like, hey, you can go be a cop or a firefighter or you can go be a civil servant. And you're like, you know, what if what if I don't want to be a cop anymore? I just did that. What if I don't want to do that anymore? You know, what if I don't want to risk my life anymore? What if I don't want to do that? What if I want to go make some money? Mm-hmm. They're like... Yeah. I don't really know. (laughs) Yeah. Good luck. And you like, you leave there and you like, especially with like, uh, people who are come back from a war zone or come back from these torn countries like Iraq, like I did, it was, it's crazy, man. It's just your, your mindsets in a different weird place. And you know, uh, I got, I was fortunate enough where, you know, I was raised with like get your shit together and work your ass off and figure it the fuck out, which is like, that's our motto for our company now is Mm -hmm. figure it the fuck out. But, uh, we, uh, we actually sell, I should have brought you a FitFo shirt, man. We sell those. Those things are great. But, uh, but I was raised with that mentality just to figure it out, man. And, uh, so I got, uh, I was, I would get up in the morning, no joke. I would get up. I was working at GNC, like a meathead making like 30 grand a year. I would work from 8am until like 6pm. And then from 630 until 10 o'clock, I would go to school for, to be an EMT. And then from 10 30 until like four in the morning, I would work at this bar, this local bar. And I did that for like a year straight every day, nonstop. I'd slept like three hours a night. Just, wow. just didn't care, man. Just wanted, I just wanted to, I just was like, I'm going to do something. I either wanted to be the CEO of GNC one day or be a firefighter or a cop, whichever one took me first. I don't care. I was like, I'll do it. Yeah. So I worked my ass off at whatever I did. Right. And, you know, I got, uh, one day I was working at the bar and, uh, I ended up, uh, like getting introduced to this company called AFN, which is a logistics company. And they're like, Hey, if you ever want to come work, like we're, we're starting this, this company, it's a you know, smaller company and, uh, you know, but we have some cool ideas and, and I'm like, yeah, sure. I'll come by. So I went for an interview and they basically like, how much do you want to make a year here? And I was like, I don't even know what you do. I don't even know what this is. <laughs> and they're like, I don't know, like, I'm like, I don't know, like 40, 50. And they're like, all right, cool. I'll pay you 45. But if you make that next year, I'll fire you. And I was like, all right, I don't really care. I'm going to be a cop anyway. So I'll just use this job for a little while. Uh Well, we uh, turned that little company into like a almost 300 employee company and doing like $300 million a year in revenue. And after that, I was like, man. It was, it was a wild ride of logistics and we turned it into an actual business and hiring people and creating families from it, which is cool. It taught me how to like build and be a manager and be a leader and, and see what the real world of uh, working is actually like. But I had this like crossroads of like, kind of, should I go be this cop? Like three months into this job, dude, I was like, should I go be a cop? Or should I stay on track and grow this company with these guys? Cause we just started making money at the time early on. And like I could have been this cop and like they, I got an offer letter sent to me and I was like, all right, shit, do I do this? I just said, screw it. Turn down, <laughs> turn down the cop job. And I, you know, I, I love police and love firefighters, man, but like kudos to them for what they do and how they put up with it now. Cause I don't know how they do it, but yeah. So, uh, that was the, the long version, but I'll cut to the chase here. So like 2000, 
2016, uh, July, there was the, there was the Dallas police shootings here. Mm -hmm. Uh, and terrible day for our city. It was the worst and for America, man, for the world, but for America, that was a huge day. And you know, that day I was talking with my friend, Pat and, uh, you know, Pat's Amaripa, Dallas police officer, my best friend from the military who we served in Iraq together. You know, I was talking to him and we had these big plans for the next week. He was going to come to to Chicago and go to see uh, the Cubs play the Rangers at Wrigley Field. And we're making all these plans. He's like, he's like, all right, well, I got to let you go. I got to do, there's like a protest tonight that I got to go to for some overtime. It was a Black Lives Matter protest in Dallas. And he was like, you know, this is a good, this is a genuinely good dude, man. Like mm-hmm. one of the good ones. And he's like, this is the, they're protesting for a good reason. Like there was, they were right. And the cops were walking right alongside like these protesters saying, we agree with you. The shooting that happened, I think it was in New Orleans, was justified and or was not justified. And their their reason they're protesting was justified, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and so this is before BLM got hijacked by just oh, a money making. A hundred percent. hundred percent. Because the cause is, is a worthwhile one. Yeah. BLM, the organization. Joke. Fraud. It's a fraud. hundred percent. It's fraud. a fraud. It's a shame because you know what? You, you take something that people were probably genuinely trying to make something good and a change happen and turned into a, like a political just dollars, man. Wait, how down. many houses did the, the, uh, I don't executive director have, but I there's mean, so many, how many executive directors were there? I don't, like, I don't know. There was like five or something. Yeah, and they, they were all, just and, keeping all the money and they're all just making bank, man, mm-hmm. instead of doing something good with it. And what about all these kids who needed help? You know, so no, she, she literally bought a house in the most affluent area of Beverly Hills. Go figure millions and millions of dollars. Yeah. But all these kids who have no chance and that live in these terrible neighborhoods, they have no chance. You know, you could have taken, you could have taken a fraction of the money that they spent on that house and mm-hmm. go show these kids that are in these like rough areas, go show them like what opportunity looks like. But instead, mm-hmm. look what they did, you know? Yeah. But yeah, so these, uh, you know, uh, he's, I was talking to uh, his girlfriend at the time and they had a kid together and, and we're all really close and I'm talking to her and she's like, you know, I can't get a hold of him. She called me late at night. She's like, I can't get a hold of him. I'm kind of freaking out. I'm like, yo, this is, it's really busy. I don't know what's going on, but it's, it's, it's really busy. I turn on the news. Like I just didn't think that you know, there was any chance this dude is that he was one of the guys that got shot. I just didn't think it, there's no way we, we were in Iraq together, mm-hmm. you know? And, uh, He's just, you just don't think that it's going to happen to you or your friends, you know, especially yeah. after he's always been through. And uh, so he was killed. Yeah. So I woke up, uh, I, I went to bed. Honestly, I went to bed kind of normal. Didn't even sweat it. I, I don't know what I was, I don't know why I didn't panic about it, but I woke up and I had a bunch of missed calls from, uh, from his girlfriend and finally picked up the phone and she told me that he, we lost him. And mm. I lost my mind, man. I uh, didn't know what to do. I was like, do I go find this guy? And like, I, I like, I, I went into like a tailspin almost. And so I, uh, all I could do is like call her and make sure she was okay. And like, how, how, how can I support you? And, you know, uh, over the next like 24 hours, it was nuts. I mean, I mean, that day was nuts for the country. I mean, every news station was covering it, lighting it up. And I found out that there was like GoFundMe pages that were being started for him, but no one knew who they were. So like Mm -hmm. fake GoFundMe pages, people were raising money and just going to profit from it, Mm -hmm. which is crazy. So his, his family called me and asked me to start one and they're like, we trust you. So I started one and I ended up going on Fox news and did a, did a five minute interview on Fox news and walked out to my car. And by the time I got it to my car, they shared it on Fox and friends and 
it was nationwide. And, uh, in 15 minutes we raised like a quarter million bucks. And, wow. and I was like, dude, I like, I sat in my car, I cried like a little baby. And I was like, man, this is, uh, this is like what I got to do. Got to get in front of people, you know? And, uh, sure enough, we, um, I went to Dallas uh, for the funeral, which check this out. Southwest airlines getting a lot of bad rap in the, in the, in the, uh, public eye right now mm -hmm. but or not anymore as much but woke ass airlines yeah dude yeah. check this out though southwest they called every one of my guys that i served with in iraq they called all their families and they said we'll fly you down for free to go take you down there because dallas is like their hub they flew every one of them and their families they paid for dinners they paid for drinks mm. hard for me to look past that man yeah you know they, impressive. They, they took care of everyone they didn't ask for anything they didn't say nah i don't want to do an interview i don't want to do anything i just want to do this i want to do the right thing and i was like wow but mm. so we try to look at the positive things that come out of this and like so we left um we, i left his funeral and uh came back and was like i think i'm done with like this company and you know, I'm ready to do the next thing. So I want to do something that, uh, made it, made a difference. So whenever you order battle bars or you look at our website, you'll see like Pat's story. You'll, you'll get, uh, you'll get an insert and a random uh, set of bars that'll say like who Pat is and what his story is and how you can support his family and yeah, mm. pretty wild. But like I was saying earlier to you is that what I found out is that my business partner, Ian, who, uh, served like the trifecta, man, Iraq, Afghanistan, and Syria, found out that he kicked the guy who killed Pat and four other officers. He kicked him out of the military for wow. like sniffing underwear or like stealing girl stuff. Uh, so there was writing on the wall. That this dude was uh, mentally yep. compromised, but it was like, dude, it was like that moment where you're like, maybe we're supposed to be doing this. Right. Yeah. Pretty crazy. But so that, so when, when was battle bars officially started? So officially started in 2018, mm -hmm. but you know, I would say 2019 was like really the first like full year of like cranking on it. So I just ate the lemon one, like I said, and it, yeah. you described it as like a rice crispy treat for adults, but, oh, yeah. uh, 220 calories. I don't, I'm, I'm sure rice crispy treats have more than that, <laughs> but, uh, 16 grams of protein. Oh Yeah. And it was delicious. This is a lemon one. We've also got some s'mores ones in here. And you guys have, I think, a dozen flavors. Oh, yeah. Um, so not a lot of, like, bad chemicals and stuff in here. No. That was the idea. Is like, you know, everything that I looked at on the shelf when I came back and, like, you know, I, with being in fitness, like, I'm always, like, paying attention to what goes in my body. So mm -hmm. I'm looking around and you go to, like, a 7-Eleven and you see you see like quest bars loaded with artificial sweeteners and like you open it up and you bite into it and it tastes like rubber and you like you have to yank it out of your mouth and mm -hmm. you know but that's because artificial sweeteners and like every bar looks the same none of our bars will ever look the same when you open it up you know the consistency is always a little bit different because it's handcrafted and we do that on purpose because we want people to get a unique flavor experience every single time so the idea was like let's make something that people want to eat and that is not loaded with artificial sweeteners so we'll never use an artificial sweetener and we'll always call people out that do so would you say that artificial sweeteners are the thing that americans put in their bodies most frequently that are just terrible for you and i've drank trust me during hunting season not so much this year yeah but like last fall i was really into bangs like oh, yeah. wake up at 4 a.m go duck hunting be like oh, i need something to pick me coffee's not enough we're gonna get you know, my fix and, uh, yeah. I would drink these bangs and it says zero sugar, but yet it tastes sweet. So it's gotta have something in there. And that something's 
probably not good for you, minus the amount of caffeine that they have in them. Oh yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I some, sometimes wonder if these energy drinks are not the worst thing that has ever happened for. <laughs> well, I, I think like one. And I'll tell you a quick story, and you're gonna, it's gonna blow your mind. So, one, I think if you just it's anything, right? If you put anything artificial, it's not supposed to be. Like that is not natural. It's made mm-hmm. in the lab and you put it into your body and expect your body to react to it in a normal way, especially over a long period of time. If you consistently do it, there's some bad shit that's probably going to happen to you. And it's proven. I mean, there's a reason that some artificial sweeteners are banned in certain countries, you know, mm-hmm. but check this out with, with, uh, when I worked at the old logistics company, AFN, there was, uh, we, there, we used to do, uh, for a very large energy drink company, a very, very large, we'll just call it out. Let's say it rhymes with Schmonster, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So we get this call to, we got to ship all this product from Southern California to some of their distribution centers, but all the drivers have to have hazmat certifications because the product is hazardous. <laughs> what? <laughs> so we find out the product is hazardous and it's corrosive and you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> So, and I'm literally sitting there at my desk with three of these schmonsters, quote unquote, on my desk after I just chugged all three throughout the day. And I'm like coordinating pickups and deliveries for all these hazardous materials that I'm literally putting in my body because it was the concentrate for it. And I'm like, wait, what? Why? And I, I swear to you, I've never had a monster since. Never, mm-hmm. never, ever since. It's disgusting. But it's not just the sweeteners. It's like any other chemicals that are in there. It's yeah. crazy, man. It's crazy. You try to get it as real as possible. And like, but the problem is, is that America's like, we're all kind of talk, man. You know, everyone's a lot of talk. And they, they, you know, they, people, you know, we sell our bars at a 7 Eleven, you get them anywhere from 350 to four bucks. But people like they, they want everything like they want clean, give me clean ingredients, but they don't want to spend 25 cents more for clean ingredients. Right. It's crazy, man. Yeah. Like all the, like ever the whole, put your money where your mouth is. Everyone is all full of it, man. Mm-hmm. So I guess you can order, you can order online Yep. and you guys are trying to take over the retail space as well. We're getting into that in uh 7-Eleven here in Texas anyway, North Texas is, is a new, uh, something new that you've added here. Yep. And so you're actually meeting with uh 7-Eleven corporate and all that stuff while you're in North Texas. Yep. Man. So that's where I think we got about 10 days officially left or what days and 13, I don't know, like 12 days left of this test. So mm-hmm. we, uh, we, for the last three years, man, we've been just grinding it out with Seven Eleven and selling to individual franchisee owners and trying to get corporate's attention. So we finally got corporate's attention and now we're testing in 10 stores throughout Dallas. And I, we found out that the test between it's us and seven other new brands who want to be on every shelf in the country at Seven Eleven. Seven Eleven's the number one convenience store in the entire country. I go there every day. I shop at Seven Eleven all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm always there. And they told us that it was in Texas, uh, the test. And I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> Why is that? Well, because, I mean, we're a veteran-owned brand. I mean, like, you know, when I first started, uh, when we first got into this thing with Battle Bars, I used to shy away from, like, calling myself out and like our company out for being better known because like you didn't want to be that like 
because there's some like just dorks that like 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 lean into their their veteran status and try to like act like they're really cool. Mm-hmm. But you know what, man? Like the the way that my partner and I talk about it is like the government milked us for everything we got, right? You might as well just milk them back. And if you when you're on a shelf at a Seven Eleven and you want extra attention, you say you're veteran owned, especially in Texas. It's just true, man. Texas people are just they just, you just it's a different world, you know. So Texas more willing to support military or veteran owned companies than Illinois overall. Yeah. Overall. And like the only reason we get a little bit more love in Illinois is because that's my home state. And like, I think that, uh, we have a good like crew there, but Texas overall, like I, I don't know a ton of people in Texas, mm-hmm. but it, but it, it's almost like you walk in, you say you're veteran owned. Everyone's like, yeah, I'll try it. Hell yeah. Same in Florida, Florida, Tennessee, you know, yeah. it's all the same. Nice. It's not a coincidence, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. You know. Exactly. But that's the thing. So we're in 10 stores and you know, we have 12 days left. And if we, this goes well, we advance on to like 1300 stores. And then if that goes well, the rest of the year, then we're in 14,000 stores. And that's the cool thing is everyone could get out and go buy these things. There's a, I'll, I'll share the addresses of the stores that are there. If everyone gets out and buy these things and when you see them in stores, they're great. They're a great product. It tastes great. And we have a great mission, man. You know? So is there a charitable, charitable aspect? I know you said your buddy, Pat, sometimes you get like a a pamphlet in a box or in a bar. Um, But uh, it says Operation Enduring Warrior. Yes, sir. Right here on the box. Yeah. So that's our, that's our charity that we're attached to. These guys and girls are, man, I've, I've single-handedly watched them and listened to stories of them saving people's lives. So they were, you know, when we started, we wanted to attach ourselves to a charity that no one really knew yet. We wanted to be Mm -hmm. on the same level playing field and like be on the same level playing field and say, let's grow our charity and business together. An operation during warrior, Troy Warshall, great dude, military guy. These are all volunteer, hundred percent volunteer based. They take men and women who have been like beat up by war or cops and firefighters are beat up, right? Whether it's missing limbs and burnt bodies, or if it's, uh, uh, you know, mental, like the biggest thing, which is like mental scars that you can't see. Mm -hmm. And they take these guys and girls and they take them on skydiving events. They take them on like elk hunts. They take them on like all these different things. And, you know, like we provide resources to them. The more battle bars we sell, the more resources they get. And, uh, I've single-handedly watched it, man. I mean, you go to these like races, like a Spartan race or like these hunts and you watch these guys and they won't look at you in the eye. They'll like talk to you with their head down, zero confidence. And these are guys and girls who have been in battle, man, done the craziest stuff for us. And they have mm-hmm. no confidence coming home. That's crazy to me. So it's a shame. Yeah. They finish though. They finish these events and they walk around with their chin up and they feel like a new person. And it, it, it's a genuine thing to actually like see it in person. So we made this goal that one day we want to write a big fat $1 million check to these guys. Cause they're just, they're just incredible. And that's like the whole manifest your own destiny. Like mm-hmm. we say, 1 million bucks is going to go to them no matter what, we'll figure it out. You know, I don't know yeah. if we can do that right now, but right. <laughs> right. I, we had on, uh, Todd Ehrlich from, um, Killcliffe. Yeah. Killcliffe, yeah. Quit that bang energy stuff. Drinking that kill clip. Right. And he, he, I think he said they have uh, passed that $1 million yeah, threshold. Navy SEAL Foundation. Yeah. 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 Which yeah. is very cool. Yeah. And, and, t- and for me, like, you know, I didn't serve. Um, my grandfathers both served in World War II. So I'm proud of that. But I, you know, I have nothing to be proud of. 
but I damn sure like to support those who have. Uh, and I feel like, I don't know, I feel like the direction society's going, it's like, uh, there was a time around Vietnam where warriors or, or veterans returned home and they were looked down upon. Yeah. I feel like we're getting to that point again. Like just society doesn't appreciate them. Same than that. You know, like the thing is that people like people like think that the f- if you change your Instagram square black on a certain day. <laughs> Here's my Ukraine flag. Right. Or if you put a flag <laughs> up, that means something. Or if like, if you say thank you for your service to someone that that's like, Oh cool. You put your flag up and that means something. No, man. You know what means something to me or to like people who I know that have passed away or people who, who have succumbed to their own injuries, uh, whether it's mental or, uh, in the war is like you, if you want to do something, you want to make, you want to say thank you for your service, don't say thank you for your service. Go live an awesome freaking life and go stand up for you believe in and go do some cool stuff. You know, mm-hmm. like I think what you're doing is awesome, man. Like you're, you're proud about it and not everyone has to agree with what you say or what I say, but you know what? You don't bullshit. And I think mm. as long as you go out and you try to make the, the, our country better than it, it was, then that's how you say thank you for your service. You know, you know, you go do what's right. You go, you go vote if that matters anymore. I don't even know, but you go do your thing. You make your, you make your point taken. You take care of your family. You raise good kids and you know, you go make a bunch of money and make your family name successful and have a legacy for yourself that's how that's how like everyone wants it like no one cares like when you're overseas no one gives a shit about politics no one cares we're like, trying to survive over here yeah but just, you're just like where can i get another uh uh cliff bar yeah exactly <laughs> on every corner at every base you can just grab one dude yeah but, but yeah so like we uh you know like like the whole like thank you for your service and like social media everyone has just fallen into this like bullshit like twist that this is gonna like i did my part i'm helping (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. no you're not helping man that doesn't help what helps is you know doing some cool stuff and taking care of like others around you and making like those around you better and challenging yourself and doing shit that's hard and showing people that i do shit that's hard and maybe you can too that's that's but what about if i say thank you for your service and i'm just acknowledging that i am truly appreciative for sure like you know i just see you first of all i'm going to see those tats on your arm and be like you probably serve (laughs) and i may ask you yeah. And and if you said yeah, then I'd say hey, I appreciate that. Yeah, I, I, so I don't mean that like you can't say that, but I think I think that the point is that there's people that say it and then they go about like their day of being worthless and like trying to say, hey, kindergartners, did you ever think that even though you have a penis, you might be a girl? Yeah, and like it's <laughs> like no, man, like don't do that. You know what you do? My grandfather. That's what I think about when like I look at society today. I'm like my grandfathers would be just absolutely mortified. Yeah with what is going on in society today. You know, like, and like we were saying before, I, I, people, you want to do whatever you want to do, do it. Mm-hmm. But I think leave our kids out of the damn just, thing. Yes. Leave, leave my kids alone. And you know, when you're ready to be an adult and make a decision, yeah. if you want to go hump a tree, go hump a tree, man. But yeah. you know what? Be a contributing member of society and make, make the country a better place, mm-hmm. you know, and stop trying to sway other people's minds. And if they don't agree with you, it's okay to respect that they don't agree with you, right? but don't treat them like shit and don't like make them feel bad. You know, what is like, look, I, I don't, like transgender stuff, right? What is it? One, one point something percent of the country. Oh, less than 1%. I think it is. I think it's 1.6. I I literally just read this. Oh, wow. That's more than I would have thought. But honestly, that's a lot of mental illness right there. Yeah, but uh, So what, what about, what's the percentage of the, uh, of the country is veterans 
And what are we doing? Like how many homeless veterans are out there and how many veterans are committing suicide on a regular basis right mm-hmm. now and are getting no support yet? You know, this is like, the, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that everyone doesn't deserve some love, man. Like if this is what you want to do and this is how you feel about your life. We only have one life to live. So one life to live. You, you do, do you. You do you. 100% you do you. But you know what? I don't have to do you. Right. <laughs> you know, and no pun intended there, but like, I don't have to. Yeah. I don't need to be that. Like, and you don't have to do it for me. Uh-huh. Like, why can't we just, why can't we just respect each other's opinions, but don't shove it down my throat? You know, that's, that's the problem. That's the problem. One, you said 1% just over is, is making the 99% pander to their reality. Yeah. And like, like, but like we were talking about off the air when you got here two years ago, nobody cared about that yeah. because they weren't shoving it down my face. Every time I got on social media, I wasn't seeing something about that. I wasn't reading about new laws being trying that they're trying to pass. And I damn sure wasn't seeing drag queens or trannies reading books to kindergartners no. in drag. No. That that that's why that's why people care now. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, like you we know, didn't man, care. like I you know, I have I have gay friends, man. If I if they like some of my gay friends, if they go get married, I'll go to their I have wedding. Gay family, yeah. Yeah, I'll go to I'll have a great time and let's I'll celebrate the hell out of them, you know? But like there's a line that gets to be crossed and that goes with everyone. That goes mm-hmm. with straight people, that goes like that goes with everything, man. Like you gotta come on, man. Leave the leave the kids alone. Like yeah. leave the kids alone. No, hundred percent. So have you uh spent much time you told me you actually have never been hunting. Once you got out of the military, you were like, I want to pay for ammo. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, like when you're overseas in Iraq, I mean, you're shooting off so many rounds, just not even at people, you're just shooting them in general, just mm-hmm. to, because it's like 140 degrees out there and the ammo just sits in the sun and you have to, it doesn't last long, obviously, right? But like, then you get out and how much, how much is a round now? I don't know about in Texas, but. I, oh, like a, a hunting round these days is like two bucks for a good one. Maybe more. You could spend up to four bucks for, say, something one for my three hundred win mag. Yeah, you aren't gonna find anything under two dollars. I mean, that's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. Because we a bullet. Were, it's a bullet, man. Yeah. Like that's crazy to me. So, yeah, for me. But then, like you know, with, within my business uh, at Battle Bars, and you know, like the communities that we're around are a lot of hunters, and like the just went to that that the uh, Sorenex, like the outdoors, uh, Winter Strong, mm-hmm. and, uh, and met like, so many cool people, and you meet guys like Terry Hohen who are just like doing such cool stuff and have done so much cool stuff for this country, and you hear about uh, like hunting stories, like my buddy Ryan Bader just took. Uh, a couple of veterans on an elk hunt out in Arizona, hmm. and like that's nice. Yeah, changed changed their life. And you watched. Uh, you should check this out. By the way, he like took the he took this veteran on this elk hunt, and she she went up. She's never been on a hunt, and she was she was a nun. She turned into a nun, hmm. and she shot she shot her first elk, and she went down, and she like had this insane emotional moment, and like went up and prayed next to it, and then fed like this village like by her that like uh village but like fed like this small like area that she lived in and gave a bunch of food out of every single part of that elk. Hmm. It was, that's cool it was cool man it was like a cool experience and like ryan my buddy you know ryan bader i don't know if you know hmm. from bellator but he uh i mean the guy's a legendary fighter and like just does this on a regular basis just because he's a good dude doesn't do it for money just does because hmm. he's a good dude and that's why like, that's what we need more of in society that's it yeah. you know and just give back yeah and, and but we've also it got could be a little thing or it could be something big like that yeah but if we all did a little bit more uh, it could be holding the door for a stranger at 7-eleven you know I, I try to do that every time and nine times out of ten they look at you and they smile and they say thank you yeah 
little tiny little things, you know, like, but back we to, can like, all do better. But honestly, back to like, even hunting though, right? Like I look at battle bars and everyone's like, yeah, but it's in a package. And I'm like, look, man, like the best thing to do is probably eat the meat off of something that you hunt yourself. That's mm. probably the most clean way to eat, right? Drink, drink water, drink electrolytes, like drink, drink clean. Don't drink alcohol. Don't do a bunch of drugs, right? Like eat mm. as clean as you can. But with battle bars, we do it as best as we can, as clean as we can. We don't skim. We don't order a bunch of like manufactured ingredients from other countries. We do everything within here, right? And but that's the thing is that I think if more people got back to like your roots of going hunting, I think, and you learn about that, and that's like we weren't we're not far removed from that's the only way you could get food, right? No, correct. We're not far removed at all from that. But yet it's frowned upon. You feel bad for it. Come on, man. Yeah. Come on. Like, uh, I don't feel bad when I shoot something. No. There's man. a moment of thanks. Like the nun, it's probably a little more extreme. Than what no, I did. for sure. For sure. Mostly high five my buddies. And then when you actually walk up and you put your hands on an animal, it's like, yeah, thank you. You know, for the, whether you're saying thank you to God, the animal itself, whatever it is, your personal yeah. manifesto is, you know, it's, everyone's uh, got their own everyone right? has a twinge of like, well, something died and I'm appreciative of that so that I can eat. Yeah. Yeah, of course. And but I then think, it's back to ass grabbing and high fiving, hundred percent, chugging yeah. and chugging beers. And <laughs> I don't know what kind of beers anymore, but you're chugging beers. Right? They're not Bud Lights. They're not so Bud Lights. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so North Texas Seven Elevens. That's right. Ten stores. Mm -hmm. Ten stores. Need Grab one of these guys. Support a veteran-owned company. And like I said, I just had the lemon one. Very good was impressed uh rice crispy treats for adults but i don't really like rice crispy treats this tastes way better <laughs> 220 calories so not a lot not too many there uh, it's got some fiber you know and for me you know i like to go to the gym so the thing that and is that how it is for most people it's like oh i want the protein is that the number one when you when and you've done market testing for this kind of stuff oh yeah obviously is that the most important thing or is it the gluten-free sticker on here or is it the calories? What do people look at first? I think gluten, pro protein and gluten-free because we want to, you want to establish yourself as like your main core seller. And like, we want like people to know that any protein product we make, it's going to be clean. It's going to be a, a good tasting product, mm -hmm. but gluten-free is big, man. I mean, it's a, it's a big thing. Like for people now, it's a number one trend always from buyers from different uh, retailers or C stores or things like that. So, but you know, what's funny is that our bars used to have like 20 to 25 grams of protein, hmm. but we lowered it. So all the, for like the last two years, prices of ingredients have skyrocketed like crazy. And we didn't want to raise our price to everyone. We didn't want to like jack up our prices. So we lowered the, the grams. These bars used to be 70 grams total. We lowered it down to 60 grams. We kept the same price for it because we said, you know what, we're going to keep the quality the same. People's feedback was like, man, these things are huge. I can't even finish the whole thing. So we kept it there and 25 grams of protein. I mean, your body can't really process more than 20 grams in a sitting anyway. Mm. So like with all that's in there, we keep single digit sugars in there at all times and sugar. If you're actually like doing something and not sitting in your ass all day long, sugar's not bad. Sugar is not bad. Sugar's bad when you load up on it and you're eating it with a Twinkie and mm -hmm. 
I mean, you know, and knocking out like a bunch of monster energies all day long. Right. Yeah. With, or, or a can of Coke that has like 50 grams or 60 grams of sugar in it. You know, what's crazy is that we get a lot of sports teams that will buy battle bars from us all over the country, hmm. all over, except we can't talk about it. I can't tell you what teams buy them because they're loaded up with Gatorade bars and the Gatorade bars is their, their choice. Yeah. And Gatorade bars have, it's basically like drinking a can of Coke. Yeah. Legit. It's <laughs> That's interesting. It's literally like drinking a can of Coke, but follow the So follow. professional athletes would or collegiate athletes would much rather have something that's a hundred percent and they all do it. Baseball teams, uh -huh. football teams, mm -hmm. you know, and I, we talk to these guys all the time. We've re good relationships with them, but all of a sudden, you know, you start hitting them in the bank account though. And I'm like, I can't go pay you guys like a million bucks to do this. I mm -hmm. can't like, this is my fourth, barely my fourth year in business. You know, yeah. go yeah. figure. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Funny how that works, right? Yeah. So this, this market test right now is just in North Texas. Just in Texas, yeah. But you have other 7-Elevens that... Yeah, we're in like 200 plus 7-Elevens around like Chicagoland area. Mm -hmm. And then, but like 10 here are like the ones that corporate shows because their corporate offices are right here. Yeah. So, but they are like, man, these, these, uh, the group that we work at the 7-Eleven are just, they're just good people, man. They're just really good people and they want to like, they want to support like a good brand and they want to see us do really well. And, mm -hmm. you know, we, we want to see others do well. Like we actually support one of the guy, one of the, the girls is a better known company. They make a product called honey bunchies and they, uh, they're better known, but they're in this test with us. So they, in theory could beat us, mm. but they don't have the resources to go down there and check out on those stores. And we do. And we, so I'm down here, I'm going to go check on their product for them and I'm going to help them out because we're a veteran owned company, man. And like that brotherhood doesn't stop just because we're in competition with one another. So mm. hopefully, you know, we're at the finish line with two veteran owned brands, uh, going nationwide with Seven Eleven. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, Hey, as we're wrapping up here, sure. You want to get into hunting? I'm in. What do you want to go? What would you What would you say would be uh, something that you want to go hunting for? Um, you know, I think probably. You know, I've talked about the Terry, my buddy Terry, for a little bit, and just keep it basic and go on a deer hunt. And I think it would be just keep it basic for now. You know, Baders tried to get me to go on a, a bear hunt with him, and I watched his buddy like shoot a bear from like it was like. I don't know, 20 yards away. Mm -hmm. It was the craziest <laughs> thing. He's got a great video. If you watch his feed, I'll show it to you later. It's awesome. And, wow. But he took a veteran on a hunt and watched him do it. And the, his face, when he, when he shot this bear, it was, he was the happiest man I've ever seen in my life. It was just cool. Yeah. So yeah. It's validation. I'll read this to you. I'm going to wrap it up. Yeah. Uh, this, my wife, I was actually, I was actually taking a dump and my wife goes, have you, have you read this? And I was like, no, I don't know what you're talking about. She slid it under the door <laughs> while I was taking a dump. And I had no idea what she was talking about. And it says, uh, April 14th, 2023. Dear Dad, I love going hunting every year on opening day. I do this with you, Henry and Frankie. I love skipping school. I learned that you have to be quiet and wear camo. You taught me to aim and shoot a gun. Thank you, Dad, for sharing this experience with me. Love, Stella. Pretty it's cool. pretty cool, yeah. So that's like honestly, my my son is eight, my daughter's eleven. You know, I've I've taught them how to like clean the guns, take them apart, mm -hmm. uh, basic. But you know, take to take my son on his first hunt would be just and daughter that would just be oh dude, they're gonna love it. Bucket list for yeah. me, man. Bucket list. I, I don't even like this is the validation right here. Is yeah. I take them out. 
I do it for me and because I want to raise them in the outdoors. Yeah. But when you see your daughter write something like that, it's unprovoked. Like that's she how she it. really feels about it for yeah. a school assignment yeah. when no other kid in her class even goes hunting, you know, uh, I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome, man. I yeah. love to hear that stuff. Well, right on. Um, cool. Instagram, Facebook, website, Whole just battle bars. Yep. Battle underscore bars. I think it is for, mm-hmm. uh, Instagram and Facebook. And you know, we, uh, if you guys watch the UFC, I don't know if you're a UFC fan or a fighting fan, but uh, I dabble the older I get, the more I like to see men beat the crap out of each other. If you like hunting, I feel like you have to watch fighting, man. But like, dude, what these guys put themselves through, it's pretty intense, man. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's intense. And most of these guys are hunters, you know, because it's just kind of a natural instinct, I feel like, you know. So, but what these guys do, I mean, we sponsor the the Kill Cliff Fight Club down in Deerfield Beach. So we have 80 fighters that we have uh, fighting at any given time. Uh, Like Michael Chandler is one of them. He's about to Mm -hmm. fight. He's about to fight Conor McGregor. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, Gilbert Burns just fought. And like all these guys are like, man i say a bulk of them are raised the right way like good christian guys like mm-hmm. you know raising a family and just working their asses off working their asses off getting up and eating like a certain way all day and night they crush battle bars they work out in the morning then they take a break in the afternoon and they go work out at night and they do it all just to have one big fight and possibly get to the next one mm-hmm. and it's like you got to respect that that's a different level of respect for what these guys do to their bodies you know yeah, I'm just not that disciplined. <laughs> I'm disciplined enough to go to the gym, but then what I actually put in my body? Uh, well, we're about to change it up. No more cliff bars. Change yeah. it from RX bar, man, and grab some battle bars. Right, right on, right on. Yeah. Well, hey, Alex, thanks for making the time, man. You're the man, dude. Thank and you. Uh, when you when you finally get out of that cesspool that is Chicago, <laughs> hey, Lone Star State, it's dude, not too bad. I'm so ready. <laughs> so ready, man. All right, take care. Cool. Thanks, brother. So that's going to do it for episode 38 of Campfire Conversations. Always pleased uh, to be able to support our veterans and their companies, and especially those that give back. I think that goes without saying. Um, and so uh, instead of saying thanks for your service, we'll, uh, we'll just keep doing this. <laughs> but I uh, appreciate you guys tuning in. Until next time, I'm Cable Smith saying y'all have a great week in the outdoors. Yeah.